my friend Alex Treyman. Alex, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning, Sid. Doing well, thank you. And uh, thank you again for offering the studios. We are going to take you up on that starting Monday, January 29th through Thursday, February 1st. I guess we can't do a show on Friday because it's Shabbos. Is that right? Yeah, it'll be better to do Monday through Thursday. Right, okay. Cause, uh, if you're you know, going to be here, you should come to my house for Friday night dinner. Oh, how about that? Now, how far do you live from the studios? Uh, close to the studio. You're close. And then how far are the studios from, like, uh, central Jerusalem? We're in Jerusalem, yeah. We're, yeah, you don't want to give away too the... much. You're so funny. Look at you. You're not giving. Good, I'm glad you're not. You know, uh, and, and I want I want to ask you some serious questions because my wife, Danielle, is coming. My two kids are coming, too. My daughter's coming from London to meet us. And, uh, you know, they're a little nervous. I'm not. Uh, I'm ready to go. But they're a little nervous, and my wife is starting nervous about my children being there. Uh, is there any reason to be nervous if you're in Jerusalem, like we're going to be doing these shows? Uh, Jerusalem is, is quiet now, uh, you know, and you, people are just, uh, they're comfortable with the dangers that they're used to. When I go to America, people tell me to be careful on the New York City subway system. Right. So, <laughs> it's true. I mean, I was with somebody yesterday, and they said just that. They go, you're safer in Jerusalem than you are in New York right now. I think there's something to be said for that. Okay, you do. Good. Well, that's good news. Well, you heard Barry Weiss uh, talking there about the hostages, you know, I read something this morning, Alex, that said that uh, Israel, even their intelligence, was a little off on the amount of tunnels and the mileage of tunnels. In fact, they may be about 200 miles short from what they initially thought Hamas had built underground, maybe 350 miles. And long story short, it looks like Hamas has really built something that even Israel could not have figured out. Is that fair to say? Incredible intelligence failure uh, to not understand the depths of the the tunnel system that was being built. You know, and you can when you understand how much how, how extensive the tunnel network is. You know, how many years it took to build that, how much money, and how much uh, how many tons of concrete and other materials went into the building. That uh, incredible intelligence failures that they've blocked up so many. Uh, tunnel shafts, entrances to tunnels, and destroyed so many miles of tunnels, and yet there's still so many more miles of tunnels. And, and also what's important to understand is that we're learning now, just in the last several weeks, that Hezbollah to Israel's north in southern Lebanon has also built a very, very extensive tunnel network that previously wasn't believed that they had. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So, you know, you said incredible intelligence failure, and the overwhelming majority of Israelis believe that Bibi Netanyahu will be done once the war is over because they failed on October the 7th, and now you're saying they have failed since because there's miles and miles of tunnels they didn't know about in both the north and the south. Just so you know, I'm on record. I like Bibi a lot, and uh, I feel badly if he does go, but based on all these, as you just called them, intelligent fail- intelligence failures, it does seem a little difficult to believe that he, amongst others, would keep their jobs. No? Right, and I think that one of the one of the risks here is that uh, everybody's going to look to Netanyahu and and try to throw him under the bus while they try to sink their their teeth in and protect their own positions because this isn't just the failing of the prime minister and the the prime minister his his understanding of intelligence is only as good as the amount of information that's reaching his desk. Uh, so the question is, well, what happened in the 
in the intelligence gathering networks and in the security system. Like all of this information should have been on record and, and it should have reached Netanyahu. Apparently it didn't, or so he says. Um, with Netanyahu, it, it, it's more than just the failing. You know, really the society has gotten very divided in the last uh, period. We had four elections in five years. Uh, no, five elections in four years, sorry. And, uh, you know, we had these judicial reform protests in the summer. Hundreds of thousands of people came out in, in a few of these protests. Um, and Israelis unified after October 7th. And we yet see that all of the same elements that tried to divide the society in the months and years leading up to October 7th, they're still at. Uh, and it's, it's clear that Israel really needs uh, a unifying force at its head. And at this point, it's, it's hard to imagine that Netanyahu has done so much great for the state of Israel, uh, diplomatically, economically, uh, that he, at this point, can be that unifying force. Fair enough. These uh, Hamas animals, now they're starting to put out these videos. You knew they were coming, right? I mean, initially, Mia Shem looked okay, and she said, please get me home. But you knew it was just a matter of time before they started to include some really nasty stuff. And this uh, young lady, Noah Argamani, who was uh, taken on a motorcycle into Gaza, we'll never forget her face, was uh, there with two men, and uh, the three of them were on this video, and then not long after that video came out, maybe a day, we find out that both of the men in that video are dead. Now, Hamas, they made Noah go on camera and say, well, the Israelis killed him. The Israelis dropped bombs on buildings, and they killed him. We know that's not true. We know Hamas killed them. And the latest video, I believe, Hamas has their dead bodies, their dead bodies in the video. So now they're starting to get really, really nasty Hamas with this stuff. And we have no idea, Alex, how many of those 136 are still alive. Is all that fair to say? Yeah, we really don't know how many are alive. Um, You know, it seems that more and more we're discovering that some of the hostages are dead. But at the same time, it is believed that some of them are alive because they are the ticket uh, for the safety of some of the Hamas leadership. It's believed that the IDF may already be aware of precisely where some of the Hamas leaders like Yahya Sinwar and Mohammed Daif are inside Gaza, and it is believed that they are surrounded by large numbers of hostages at gunpoint. Um, and if they expect maybe to take a, a route out of Gaza that might involve their exile as opposed to their death, that they still need to have the collateral of these hostages in order to get what they want. I think I read, too, that uh, these uh, the Hamas not just have the hostages. And I'm glad to hear what you just told me, Alex, that there's the intelligence side of Israel that's working. They're still firing rockets. I mean, I, I know it's a ragtag operation. It's not Hezbollah, which, of course, is funded by the Iranians. But they are still firing rockets. The Iron Dome is still intercepting Hamas rockets even today. Yeah, just two days ago, they fired 50 in one salvo. It was one of the largest salvos that they had sent uh, in, in several weeks. And it did seem like the number of rockets had been uh, dying down a bit. But, you know, these are – they're not sophisticated rockets. They're, they're made with pipes and some explosives, and they're they're launched from portable uh, rocket launchers. You know, they're they're just like long-range projectile with, with some amount of explosive charge in it. They're not – 
computerized precision guided rockets. So they, they're making them underneath and underneath Gaza inside the tunnels, and they use the network to distribute them uh, you know, to various points throughout the Gaza Strip. I, I've seen a map of all the points where rockets have been fired several weeks back, and it was basically from the entire strip. So mm. these things are, are all over the place. Everywhere where the IDF is going, they're uncovering shafts to tunnels. They're uncovering uh, Kassam rockets. They're uncovering RPGs uh, and improvised explosive devices and assault rifles. So, you know, they, they were well prepared for this moment. They distributed their weapons all across the Strip, and, and even some of them, they're making them, uh, you know, throughout the conflict. Well, these rockets uh, basically is just to say, hey, we're still here. I mean, you know, we, make, we can't kill you with these rockets necessarily because, like you said, they're they're prehistoric, if you will. They're, you know, they're old. I but, mean, each one of these rockets can kill many, many people, okay? Right. It's only, the it's dome only because it. we have the sophisticated Iron Dome system that right. we can shoot them out of the sky, you know, but if it misses, and it's not 100% the Iron Dome, any one of these rockets could, could cause a mass casualty event. Are you still having any terrorist attacks on the ground? You know, it, it's very, the information we get here, you know, I heard, for example, that there was a terrorist attack in Jerusalem uh, not that long ago, that, uh, you know, there's some guy opened fire. And I don't know if they're true, they're not true. So in terms of people on the ground, those animals that did all that, are you still getting that in parts of Israel? Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, the, the attack that you talked about is about three weeks ago. It was a two two gunmen opened fire at a, at a bus stop uh, in Jerusalem, and, and four people were killed. Um, just uh, two days ago, there was a terror attack in the city of Renana, uh, which is north of Tel Aviv, and there were there were two two terrorists, and and one of them uh, started stabbing people, and they then also uh, carjacked the vehicle and and ran it into a, a group of pedestrians, and uh, one person was killed, and about thirteen others injured, several seriously. So yeah, terror is uh, it's a big it's a big risk. Uh, still, and there's a lot of anti-terror operations going on in Judea and Samaria, um, and the risk that the you know, the rest of the the country could could also erupt in terror, as we've seen in the past.